0: Konnichiwa. Welcome to the Jandals in Japan podcast. Hey, Catherine, how's it going? Kia ora, Jane. Super duper here. You're
1: looking very new zealandy today where are you you've got your fancy well, background
0: on there this looks like a sunrise maybe in one of our beautiful locations in new zealand it's That's not all about East the beauty coast, right? though but it looks beautiful look at it gorgeous yeah.
1: i'm thinking i'm a sunset on the west coast wherever i am um, <laughs> on this on well, my little background.
0: We're very fortunate to have these backgrounds from New Zealand Story.
1: Yes. We, down-
0: we downloaded them today so that we could have them, especially on this episode of the podcast.
1: Yes, we've been using the toolbox, which you'll hear more about in the episode that. David Downs from New Zealand Story is going to be coming to you on very soon. So we just thought we would go and check out what's actually in there. It's a really amazing array of things that you can use. So you'll hear more about that soon. But first, Catherine, what Mm. is in the news? What are we hearing about at the moment?
0: Well, I think the news that has grabbed our attention in this last week has to be about this competition that started in Japan through the National Tax Agency. Mm that competition is about crazy things such as getting young people to drink more alcohol.
1: Mm. Yeah, is it? Like, I think the wording might be making alcohol more appealing to young people is that's what they're trying mm. to do so that people will buy more young people will buy more alcohol, <sharp inhale> and the tax revenues will go up because they've lost a lot of tax revenues in the alcohol. Section with the decrease in population, but also with young people just not being interested in drinking
0: alcohol in Japan like they used to be, apparently right, right? Yeah. I wonder why that is. I wonder what the reasons are. I wonder if it's those going back into the office after a, a Friday night drinking and being embarrassed because you've been the one who was you know fell asleep mm-hmm. in the train or on the platform at the train station. I don't know what it is maybe it's just people are changing into healthy habits and i hope that's the case but what a crazy yeah. competition idea i think
1: it's there's a lot of aspects where young people are just choosing not to buy into a lot of what older generations have done whether it be mm. buying a car learning to drive Is i think like a lot of young people don't learn to drive these days getting buying married, a car, having getting children. married. All these things, right? They're just, yeah. just like, I see my parents not that happy. Why am I doing this? I'm just going to do what I want to do. So maybe this is one mm-hmm. of those things. And you know, good on them. I think there would be a lot of countries in the world who would love their young people to not be so interested in drinking mm-hmm. so much alcohol, which is an yeah. interesting problem to have, right? And what I found very interesting was that this wasn't necessarily news in Japan. Yes, strange, mm. wasn't it? News about Japan. That's news outside Japan, but it's not actually news in Japan.
0: Indeed, I yeah. think I saw it in The Guardian first and shared it with you. And then I've seen it on LinkedIn, many people sharing it yeah. from different countries. And most people's reaction is this is bizarre or some are saying it's great, but I don't think they've really seen behind it. I see in The Guardian, they talk about the fact that people now, young people, as you're just saying, young people don't really need the alcohol to continue conversations and communication with their colleagues now that they're online they can actually just do it in the new normal supposedly by right. getting online like this and they don't need communication, right drinking <laughs> communication so that's really interesting but you're right how it was picked up overseas and not mm. in japan why yeah. is that yeah
1: right it's it's just not
0: considered mm.
1: the thing and perhaps um the tax agency didn't want it to be new so it's not news could be <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah i had to explain it to my husband who's japanese and he's like yeah i haven't heard that and i'm like really you know all the news anyway he's a so real avid news he, watcher, he is isn't news, he, news person so mm-hmm. you know if he doesn't know about That's it i'm pretty sure it's not major news here so yeah that was interesting to me yeah um but, but so, sorry go ahead
0: yeah but i think also japan has seen a huge rise in non-alcoholic beers and beverages and i know that i've I've thought really badly about them, but recently i've tried quite a few and I haven't noticed the difference and once your taste buds get accustomed to it. Such as I did during um, our uh, lockdowns in Japan, where we were not being served alcohol I tried non alcoholic beer. I thought this is actually something I could quite like and i've been drinking it since Um, and recently I was given a, a summer gift from one of the chambers of commerce. Uh, the belgium Luxembourg chamber of commerce actually and they've given me non-alcoholic beer and i can't Mm. wait to try that too is that a belgian one it's belgium yeah we'll probably try it Mm. together when we see each other next
1: well when i was living in europe for that one year in sweden non-alcoholic beverages they were huge there there was loads of things to choose from and it was really nice it was like yeah i feel like having something but i don't need the after effects let's have this it was really good Mm. and
0: now we're seeing more of these coming out of new zealand as well aren't yeah we? no and low right no alcohol and low alcohol mm. of course mm. we need no need go no further than our native sparkling guys who Yay. were on the earlier episode episode four Woo, check right. it out yeah. yeah that was fantastic and we've also had lots of little connections there with uh finery cocktails jane allen uh, mm. we mar- we made a comment on one of her posts on linkedin and uh, we had a little bit of a conversation there. Alcohol-free sparkling. They look gorgeous. Styles.
1: I cannot Lovely. wait to try one of those.
2: Can't and wait.
1: A, another alcohol low, no alcohol beer. State of play zero beer
2: is another brand.
1: Yes, yeah,
0: Grant is a beerpreneur. <laughs> 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 so this is really great.
1: I'm I'm really happy to see this, and especially in Japan where there are a lot of people who actually physically cannot drink alcohol because they are allergic. They come out in hives and itching and things when they drink alcohol. I did not know this was a thing until I came to Japan. There are the people who have the one drink red face under the table type situation happening. And so they choose not to drink because it's too embarrassing because they just get too red. Right. And, and. Yeah, they get very silly after just one drink. I've seen that as well and been like, oh, my and goodness. Apparently
0: it's a DNA thing that their mm. blood Some people have their, that, yeah. somehow is unable to take as much alcohol. So mm. it, it's really important to be appealing to that market, right? A there's a huge section of
1: Japan that mm. cannot drink alcohol but would like to yeah. enjoy alcoholic-type beverages with their friends or you know, at a barbecue or whatever as well. And also there's this zero limit here right we're driving yes, I mean people driving. in Tokyo don't drive and don't worry about this but where I live and the rest of Japan that is outside of the metropolis centers metropolis centers you actually have to figure out how you're getting home right yeah, and yeah. if you've driven to the party they yeah. have daikor which is the people who will drive you drive you and your car home really great mm. service mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that costs money as well but so what if you don't want to pay for daikor don't want to pay for a taxi there's no buses here right there's no public transport after 9pm so yeah zero just don't drink great opportunity to maximize on that because there's a zero limit right you cannot even have one drink
0: no that's right and so there are massively great points to point towards zero alcohol products in japan Mm -hmm. so we just say jane allen come on over grant bring 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 it it on we want to hear about you and so We really think that this episode that's coming up, Jane, Mm. is spot on for helping people to think about coming into Japan because we do have David Downs from NZ Story Group and he's done a marvellous job of bringing it very honestly and a little bit brutally to us today.
1: (laughs) Yes. Ouch. I think something that I definitely felt uh, hearing some of the insights that David has from the research that New Zealand Story has done Uh, about japan about perceptions of new zealanders in business in japan so if this is you someone thinking about coming to japan or you're in japan and want to start your own business definitely listen to this episode with david it's it's a great one
0: yeah i think you and i were both feeling quite uh affronted shall we say challenged very challenged (laughs) when he said that new zealanders can be perceived as naive and clumsy clumsy Mm. It was great to hear that feedback because, in fact, we can all own up to that, and it's good to hear. So, I think David, thank you for bringing it raw and ready. <laughs> We're so glad to have you on the show, and thank you very much for your time, James. Yeah.
1: So, let's hear from David. Let's,
0: yeah, let's go. Kiora,
1: David, welcome to Jandals in Japan.
2: Kiora and Kanitua, nice to meet you.
0: Konnichiwa hi uh, david konnichiwa we have oh, a
2: warm-up
0: warm
1: question for you
2: <laughs> oh okay
0: you're
1: going to a cafe what mm. do you order what's your coffee order
2: uh well actually it's not coffee Ha haha ah. you, it's tea i don't drink coffee um i gave up coffee years ago and never really got into it but tea i love i love english order? sort of breakfast bog standard but i also love japanese tea and chinese tea and, and that sort of thing as well but there you go
1: there you go oh well that that threw us for one okay let's another warm-up question for you then Okay, okay you're coming to japan would you come in spring to see the cherry blossoms or fall to see the autumn leaves
2: wow spring um i've been to japan a few times and i've only actually ever been there in winter loved it but i'd love to come in spring and see the cherry blossoms there you go. Super yeah.
0: duper. Yeah. Well, when you do come here and see it in the spring, we're going to look after you very, very bigly.
2: Yay! That's cool. <laughs> Can't wait How about now. Me
0: though, I, I, I'm kind of more. I love the end of summer when we get into autumn. So I actually quite like seeing those autumn leaves appearing and knowing that this brutal summer. <laughs> that we have in japan is is coming to an end but once the promise of a
2: beautiful summer (laughs) ahead oh once it starts you're in
0: yeah yeah but when it tones down a little bit through autumn that's when i like that part of the season how about you jane
1: definitely my heart is just singing once the leaves start to turn oh really because summer is gone goodbye summer don't hurry back that's me um yeah i love the autumn leaves and also the food that comes out at that time of year is just really, really great. The autumn food in Japan is so delicious because everyone loses their, their appetites over summer. It's so hot and muggy and, and, and horrible that people lose their appetites. And so autumn is the time to eat.
2: I will remember that. I mean, I pretty much remember eating most of the time I was there in the past. I mean, that's great uh, all year round, but autumn
1: foods are very good. So yeah, maybe not something New Zealanders know about Japan, that autumn foods are really delicious. It's a great time to come. What's an example of an
2: autumn food? Would you mind telling me?
1: Mushrooms. So many kinds of mushrooms cooked in rice. It's called takikomi gohan um, and it's flavored rice with loads of mushrooms and things in it. What else yeah. we got? Uh, chestnuts, chestnuts made into all sorts of things. What else, Catherine? Fish. There's various kinds of fish that come out at that time of year. They're yeah. very, they're is they fatty fish on their way back. So they're a bit different from when they leave in the spring. It's, yeah, it's a foodie's paradise. Right.
2: I believe you. I believe you. Sounds good. Mm.
0: Well, David, we really want to welcome you on another episode of the Successful Jandals in Japan podcast. We're so thrilled to bring you today as CEO of New Zealand Story Group. We know you've been a big person in the book, studying and activating (laughs) branding all your life. And now you've brought it over the last, well, I think it's just over a year since you joined new zealand study group story group
2: historic study group yeah
0: (laughs) it's just been about a year since you joined new zealand story group how's it going
2: wonderfully well it's so i mean i've been in this the government system if you like for about 10 years working for new zealand trade and enterprise and a couple of other sort of agencies and so I've been in and around kind of international, New Zealand international presence from a government point of view. The New Zealand Story Group, though, is another level. Again, it's really about, you know, telling the story and branding the country. And that, that phrase, the New Zealand Story, some people go, what the heck is that about? Um, It's about yeah, the brand about of that. New Zealand. Yeah. yeah, how do we bring the brand of New Zealand to life? How do we become yes. known for more than just um you know most people in the world know us for beautiful landscapes and imagery and great place to visit and wonderful mountains and etc and that's all great there's nothing wrong with that we're lucky in fact to have that as our platform but we also need the world to know that this is a place where we've got culture and heritage and science and technology and and you know trustworthy business environments and that sort of thing because because if you're a new zealand you know organization like an exporter or or an education institute or whatever you need people to know that yes, we do have Wi Fi. And by the way, that's the sort of serious question we get oh, asked in wow. some of us servers. Do you have really? power in New Zealand? Yeah.
0: You have power I, in New Zealand yeah. and Wi Fi. Yeah, yeah. And wifi. if I
2: go there, well, i have to do I just wear like those grass skirts all the time? Literally, questions like that. So we need Ooh. to kind of expand, you know, wow. the, the, the perceptions of New Zealand to have a bigger. You know, scope and that's kind of what. So that's what we, our job is here to do.
0: It's very interesting because I have conversations with taxi drivers around town in Tokyo. They never used to speak to me, and I, yeah. I think that's one thing I'm going to call out that Japanese taxi drivers have changed over the years, and they want to speak with their customers. And when I say I'm from New Zealand, they will say, "Oh, rugby, sheep." Sometimes yeah. they'll <laughs> say, "Sometimes i will say koalas," just on the side. But uh, oh, um, really, have- yes, <laughs> okay. I say, "No, no, no, that's the other." The other one, the other there.
2: island, yeah, yeah the yeah. West
0: Island. So yeah. we have heard from lots of guests that you know there are there are people who are talking about clean, green uh, New Zealand. But yeah. what are the, what is New Zealand Story Group doing to recommend to New Zealand exporters about how they go beyond that lovely and yeah. it is a great green and green clean? New yeah, Zealand. we're
2: lucky. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, we're really lucky to have this amazing image, and um, and because of that, we kind of inherit we get a halo effect of that around other things we do. So people assume other things about us, which is great. But what we you know what we're trying to do is, is to say increase the kind of level of knowledge and sophistication so through through talking more about our business environment you know our you know we are the number one most trustworthy country in the world the easiest place to do business transparency of business lack of corruption so that's a really kind of cluster of stuff around there that we should really be proud about because the world wants to be able to trust people then there's things like our science and technology our innovation ecosystem you know people think that yeah, New Zealand's, you know, got sheep, but they don't know we've got rockets, you know, that we are the fourth largest <laughs> yeah. um, in terms of impact in, in the space industry. You know, we, we New Zealanders know that because we notice and we see not just organisations like Rocket Lab but others, whereas the rest of the world needs to be educated on that. You know, we, we literally just sent a probe to the moon the other week, you know, it's like,
0: wow, Hallelujah. okay. Right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. we've got to
2: talk much more about those sorts of things and get our, fundamentally though, We've got to get our values across, like who we are as people. What do we stand for?
0: What are you know, those who values? Who
2: are we as a country? Well, we've done yeah. a really interesting project over the last two years, really, through COVID, um, around exactly that, defining the values of New Zealand, trying to kind of encapsulate it. And, and it comes down to, if you're a brand marketer, this sort of a layered platform. Uh, fundamentally, we talk about New Zealand being a place where care for people in place you know, drives our innovation. We're, this is a country where we have kind of purpose behind the way that we work, you know, care for people and places, huge here. I mean, and there's so many stories in our history, and we we use this idea of looking backwards into our history. It's a saying in Maori: you look backwards into into your past to you know, and, and walk backwards into your future because you need to know where you came from. And so those stories of New Zealand's innovation, you know, from the very early settlers, the Maori who came here looking for a better life, you know, the Pakeha, the Europeans who came here and changed the way work happens. You know, the 40-hour work week was invented in New Zealand. New Zealand was the first country in the world to give women the vote. Um, And those sorts of innovations kind of keep coming. The Wanganui River was recognized as a place that had its own sovereignty as an individual and could be protected and given the rights of a person. All these kind of really interesting innovations for the purpose of being, you know, caring for people in place. And so that's the work that we've been defining. And then you turn that into a kind of a whole brand strategy. You know, what are we going to do in terms of messaging for different types of sectors, et cetera, but that's, you know, marketing stuff. But... Fundamentally, you, it's who you stand for.
1: Mm. So New Zealand's story, if we sort of, I'm a very visual person, how could okay. we put it? I'll wave my arms around for you. Yeah, like wave that. your arms around. But how could you like explain how it sits with New Zealand uh, NZTE mm. and New Zealand tourism, for example? Right. Where, is it that's next good. to it? Is it on top? Ne- is it ne- an umbrella? Minute, yeah. Or is it like, what is oh, it?
2: I, clearly on top. That's what I'd say. But no. <laughs> um, we are, the best way to think of us is we are a joint venture within government so six government agencies you know trade and enterprise tourism education um in you know so the agencies that operate internationally all came together nearly 10 years ago and went, wow this you know we need to collectively do a better job of talking about who new zealand is and what we do so they all put a bunch of money in a pot and said let's set up a little agency that's across all of us that's owned by all of us and informs right. all of us, so we sort of we serve all of them. We give them all content and information and stuff. But so yeah, it's, a, it's sort of a weird joint venture. It's quite in itself innovative actually. And I'm lucky they had the teams. We're only small; it's in about fifteen of us. So we we have to leverage those other agencies and the work that they do. And what we're trying to do is you know lift the, the you know, say the knowledge of New Zealand through working with Trade and Enterprise or Education New Zealand or Tourism New Zealand or whatever it is, and kind of give them that extra lift.
0: So, how are you giving them that extra lift? What is it? Are you doing, say, all of you need to say this across all of your brands, but do it in your own way? Is this something that you are doing as the CEO? How are you doing that? I do
2: wave my arms around a lot. I I will admit that. But no, it's a bit. It's a bit of. But you can think of it. Visual person, Jane. You can think of this. Under the at the bottom layer is that brand value layer. You know, so we I consider us the kind of the guardians of the brand of New Zealand. So if you're out there. I might get a t-shirt with that, by the way, it's pretty cool. Um, If you're out there in the world, you know, talking about New Zealand, we want you to be using the brand and reinforcing the brand and don't do things that, you know, go against it. But that's sort of a bit, you know, when I said to my mum and dad, I've got this new job, it's this organisation called the New Zealand Story. And they went, they couldn't get their head around it. It's a bit fluffy. But So sitting on top of that is much more tactical, much more kind of obvious things. One is we have a really big image library, like photos and videos and, and infographics and stuff like that. So, Any New Zealand organisation, be it an exporter or anybody, can jump in and download and use those images for free. We have a whole lot of um, content that we create in terms of like social media stories and little kind of press pieces and that sort of thing. We're always trying to get um, the media to to play for us in international markets. We do a lot of market research. Pertinent to our conversation about Japan, we we will go out, you know, once or twice a year and do research on what do other countries think of New Zealand, and then we share that research with you know, all those organizations that need it because it's really important to keep on top of your, you know, your reputation. Mm-hmm. And then we, and we also manage the fern mark program. So the, the the trademark fern of New Zealand, which is actually just a little um, factoid for you, the pretty much the most recognized symbol of New Zealand, much more than a Kiwi, much more than our flag, more than a koala even, Catherine. <laughs> It's recognised oh. as being the symbol of New Zealand, and we protect that as a trademark in multiple countries, and we look after it. So, and we license it to other to New Zealand organisations and businesses that want to kind of proudly display that they're from New Zealand. So, those are kind of the tangible things that sit on top, but underneath, as to say, it's kind of the more fundamental brand guardian. I might brand put it that. On the I now. Like you know, that. Yeah. more I say it, the more I like it. Yeah. Can can we
1: yeah. be brand guardians too? Absolutely. <laughs> you
2: can be my brand guardian angels, isn't it? Oh, love it. Yeah, love
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. Guardian wow. angels.
2: There you go. <laughs>
0: cool. <laughs> well, we wanna do want to talk about the fern mark, but just before we go there, nice. what, what are New Zealanders saying about Japan and vice versa? Have you got anything that you can call out there that
2: yeah. you heard of? Well, let's in the last two years, obviously, COVID has completely changed the game for everybody in terms of um, normal relations. And through that period, we've been doing, um, as I mentioned, we do have a big research portfolio. So we do, in the lingo, quant and qual, so quantitative research, where you ask a lot of people some simple questions to give you some numeric values. And then we do qual, qualitative research, which is a much smaller number of people, but you go much deeper and you can sort of have a deep conversation with a group of people. We've been doing that, you know, sort of two or three times a year over the last couple of years, and it's showing us really interesting things. That globally, New Zealand's reputation has actually pretty much improved in most countries. They see um, strong leadership, you know, that, that they see the health response, particularly in the early days of COVID. We were held up as sort of a real uh, example of what you should be doing. Interestingly, though, I will say that Japan is is one of those markets where we actually went backwards a little bit in a few dimensions, and. It was one of only a handful of markets where, yes, the reputation of New Zealand is still high, don't get me wrong. And and it's in aggregate really high. But there were things that probably came out of the Japan research that sort of surprised us. And we still, you know, you you will know better than I do what it is. But it's things like, you know, they saw us as perhaps a little bit naive at times. Uh, Again, this is just a small part of it. But, you know, something we need to be aware of. Because if you go in with the same message, and this is why we do this. If you're a New Zealand exporting company and you proudly go out there and go, hey, New Zealand did all these amazing things over the last couple of years but it, it, into a market that doesn't quite believe that or where their perception is a bit different, then you, you know, you're going to miss the opportunity. And we, we know that in Japan, um, we need, you know, we're need, we seen as a company to look up to. We're seen as a, you know, a place where they know about our scenery, but they, they don't know that much more about us. You know, your koala mm-hmm. comment this is mm-hmm. so true, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. They know we're beautiful, but they think we're small and isolated. And this is another thing, actually, just sort of, again, a quick aside. We New Zealanders have to be very careful. We don't reinforce some of those myths, you know? The small bottom-of-the-world comment, which so many people use, actually doesn't do us any favours because we're not small. You know, the islands of New Zealand are pretty much the same size as the islands of Japan, which would surprise the heck out of most Japanese because they they assume, because when you look at a big map, all a bit hard to get your head around it. They just see a tiny little island next to a massive big island, and they think, oh, you must be, you know, the size of Rarotonga. So so that's the sort of thing we've got to be careful that we don't reinforce some of these narratives. And then the real challenge for us, of course, is with the border closures and those sorts of things. That that has been, and again, you're, you're both expats, you know, that's a real challenge for us. to. We can't deny what happened, and we should be proud about some of the reasons why it happened, but we should also acknowledge the fact that it has an impact.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that comment on small. I mean, Japan is the size of California state. Therefore, yeah. New Zealanders. So you know that's something that makes you think. Oh, it's actually quite big then, isn't yeah.
2: it? It's right. So not as small sort as you, of would that. stretch from California all the way up to almost Washington state. So
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah And we, we we do this quite a bit. We do we talk about dispelling some of those myths myths mm. of New Zealand. Yes, yeah, we are. We have a small population, but we have a big country. Yes. Um. You know, our country is bigger than the UK. Yes. In you know, Ireland combined, yeah. if Auckland, here's a little factor for you. If Auckland was in the US, it would be the fifth biggest city in the US. Wow. We have a big, we have big cities here. Like, but again, that doesn't come through in the research. People ask us questions about, do you have cities? You know, what you know, what's there to do at <laughs> night? Do you just sort of when the when the power goes off or whatever? You know, so we've actually got to tell a complete story. New Zealand is a very you know first world country with all the moving parts.
0: You know, why aren't we telling these stories? Why are we not telling the rocket story? And why is that not showing on uh, Japanese TV? You know, you think about those things. Why is what's happening that New Zealanders, exporters aren't actually telling? Are they being humble? Are they being that don't blow your trumpet? Are we just being typically Kiwi? Or is there something else there?
2: I think there is a bit of that. There's a bit of that, a bit of us resting on our laurels of, hey, isn't it nice to be known as this beautiful country? And wasn't Lord of the Rings the best ad campaign we've ever had? Mm. But and we and I think we have to be much more of, and you know, just frankly, and my and my friends over at Tourism New Zealand will forgive me saying this, the bulk of New Zealand's spend on marketing goes into tourism, you know. So of course yeah. people know we've got a beautiful place to live because we spend hundreds of millions of dollars telling them we've got a beautiful place to live. So and work and play and visit. So so that's no um, surprise, but we have to be much more deliberate in telling the story of our business environment, you know, our our education system. All these, you know, the t- technology like you just talked about, we, it's got to be a deliberate choice, and we definitely at New Zealand story are making those deliberate choices. We we try really hard not to just reinforce the stuff that people already know about us. I did. I had this call with a US, uh, sorry, UK research company recently because we we're getting some of their advice on what to do, and the guy literally said, "Look." Dave, the number one advice I can give you is there's zero incremental value on you telling people what a beautiful country you are and what lovely people you are because we all get it and we, <laughs> and we believe it and we love yeah. it you know telling us what that again, that yeah. what else you got else? Yeah, exactly and that's yeah. exactly and we go, oh yeah lots
0: right. of countries we're... don't have that let's just say and so they've got True. to do a little bit of harder work so we just can't what you're saying is don't just rest on your laurels that we are clean green 100% pure beautiful wonderful we yeah have to do more than yeah. that and actually Surprise. talk about and, it, and be, and, proud of it. and be proud
2: of it and there's stuff that we take for granted because Again, I've I've lived and worked internationally as well, like you two, but lots of New Zealand companies haven't. They just sort of know our context. They don't realize that having a trustworthy business environment, being transparent and lack of corruption, is actually a really big thing globally. Like, Mm. they just go, isn't that just the way it is? Well, if you try travelling and going just about anywhere else and trying to set up a company or trying to file a tax return or whatever, and you'll realize how good we got it. Mm. So we should be very proud about the things that we just sort of take for, for granted a little bit.
1: Is that where that sort of perception of naivety maybe comes from? Do you think, Catherine, is sort of like, oh, well, isn't everybody as <laughs> yeah. corrupt as we are? Yeah. That um,
2: naivety point's important. Like in that research yeah. I mentioned, where we did Japanese perceptions of New Zealand, they do see us as a little bit clumsy, a little bit sort of hokey, a little bit naive, you know, our oh, shucks. I'd have to say, having been on, you know, many, many international trips and missions and seen how New Zealanders do that. You can kind of see where they get that from sometimes, you know. We turn up and we we behave the way we do here with each other, like I am with you. Very familiar, bit of a joke, you know. Mm. Don't take yourself too seriously. It's kind of who we are as Kiwis, and we like that about ourselves. But in the wrong context, that mm. comes across as you know yes. unsophisticated, mm. yes, and naive. There's
0: time and place, isn't there?
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I, I mean, you know, you would know, you know, Craig and others in the New Zealand trade up and there in Japan. And embassies around the world—they tell us that, you know, for God's sakes, tell the New Zealanders to dress properly when yeah, they come here. Like- shorts. If do not wear yeah. your jandals, yeah. And and carry yeah. a business card and know how to go. Yeah, well, we had that another. recently.
0: One of the yeah. jandals who came on, they didn't have a business card, but talked luckily with another earlier jandle in the series and found out they needed business cards, so they whipped them up and came over and they used them all here.
2: Yeah, so, we've printed you know, them the, for people in the past. You know, and yeah. I was there. We would go, oh my god, you cannot go to this meeting without business card. We'll go down the road and get get you some. It's just it is naivety. So we've got to be really in and, and that's why this research stuff is so important because companies and you know all organizations need to know who you're talking to before they start talking
0: right so they should be getting into your site and looking at the research and the tools that you've got there what else could yeah. new zealand exporters especially those coming to japan maybe in your eyes david top three mm-hmm. things that they should know about new Zealand's story and if it takes us into the fern market, then that's brilliant uh, but there might be something else that you can I'll tell us the, val- the value that you can bring to them and let's go there. That's fine. Let's go. Well, there. Well,
2: definitely they should dip into number one research you know, and it's all free. Everything we do is free because we're a government agency so they can just log on and download and And we're doing um, some more perceptions research at the moment so there'll be some more coming out um Oh, that's shortly. good to hear. Using our toolkit is a great way and that's imagery and graphics and things like that. It's a great way to kind of lower the cost. You know, partly why we set it up is because we know that marketing is expensive and going out and doing your own shoots and stuff is expensive. Mm. So we've collated a really massive library of imagery of New Zealand which we know works really well in certain markets and we sort of you know really mm. thoughtfully you know take the images and stuff and videos and that sort of graphics infographics which is part of that toolkit definitely like
0: mm. absolutely
2: mm. loud and proud put new zealand is the most business you know um, easiest place to do business in the world we are the least transparent uh, the most transparent country <laughs> put those <laughs> things on your presentations put them in your on your website because it means something and then yes to follow your lead thank you catherine the firm mark is a really great way to then visibly attach to your brand to the brand of New Zealand. Because the brand of New Zealand, as I say, it's got a strong reputation in all countries, actually. We're respected and seen as a, you know a viable player, even though we've got to you know increase people's knowledge of what we do. If you then display the kind of trademark firm, which is government-backed, which is very important in some markets, mm. including Japan, mm. less important in others, but in Japan and other parts of Asia, the fact that it's a government program you know when you scan the barcode or the qr code and you get through you'll end up on a government website that says we check this as a real company they really do stuff they you know they come from new zealand that sort of stuff is a really valuable asset for you
0: it sure is and i loved how you said before it's recognized uh, i think yeah. there's a video on your site and i encourage any listeners to go and have a little look at that they there's a person walks around and shows some images of typical Mm. images of New Zealand and one of them they show is the fern mark and people recognize that Mm. as New Zealand whereas the other ones the flag the kiwi fruit maybe they didn't understand those some of them got that right but it was the fern mark a dime a dozen they got that one yeah, as New Zealand. Yeah. So, how do Absolutely. people apply for the firm? Like, what is what's criteria, and and what sort of value does it bring to them? Then, I know they've got this government backing. That's amazing. Yeah,
2: that's a big and part also, of it. Also, there's
0: a license number, right, that they can grab on. That's
2: right. They get a specific license to, yeah. and we protect it in multiple, you know, thirty or something countries around the world. Essentially to qualify your company or your products have to be either made in New Zealand, grown in New Zealand or designed in New Zealand. And we have to be able to prove that. So <laughs> when companies apply and they can just apply on our website, in you know, nzstory.govt.nz, when they apply, we go through quite a rigorous procedure of checking and making sure that they are legit because, you know, or there's about 500 companies using them, including some really big ones. So yeah, yeah. we can't, Bring on someone who's not legit so we, we check our colleagues over at MPI will also check if it's a food product or a, you know, an animal product they'll they'll check the prominence from that point of view and make sure it's um follows their, all their procedures there's a bit of effort that goes into making sure that you're legit and, and that's because that's the consumer promise that we want to have you know it goes to the values thing again like who do we stand for what do we stand for as a country we stand for being trustworthy transparent open welcoming caring therefore we've got to make sure that when we put that logo on something that it it stands for that.
0: And is it just mm. on products, or are services also able to do this?
2: Yeah, services as well. And tech companies, for example, mm. use um, the food mark of that. How do tech companies probably... do
0: that? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's, well, interestingly, because I was talking to some tech companies about this, because you can see, first of all, you can see a food mark on a product packaging in you know, a particular around food or mm. you know, yeah. pet food or nutraceuticals, healthcare, whatever. Makes great sense. Tech product. I went like, really. Well, That's interesting. Well, because the trustworthiness is the thing that's really important for a tech company. Uh, you know, the, one of them, for example, Red Shield is a New Zealand-based firewall system. So they make you know computer um, security software basically, and it's really important for them that they that they leverage that um, perception and, and reality. It's more than a perception that New Zealand is is you know so safe and trustworthy. Um, so they'll put it on their websites and that sort of thing and use it in their marketing material. So that's the kind of use you can have. Yeah
1: it's great that this is very regulated and protected. So if you do take the time to Im- invest in, in getting yes,
2: yeah. I've got two lawyers in much- my team. They yeah. look after us. Um, yeah, we I mean, we have to, because the value of something like this mm. is, isn't it, you know, and the more people that come on, the more valuable it is for everybody. Um, and we, we invest back into making sure it's valuable through, you know, trademark protection. And we do see des- some, because every now and then we're actually more regularly than we would like. You, you see people trying to, stick it on their packages, you know, not New Zealand companies, mm-hmm. typically they're somewhere else in the world. They'll put a little logo and you go, we, we have a you know service that checks for that and make sure that it doesn't get abused.
1: Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Even so that you're seeing more abuse of it outside of New Zealand rather than.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in some ah. big big asian markets it's quite common and we have to you know we're mm-hmm. sending mm-hmm. out cease and desist letters almost weekly going you know sorry you mm-hmm. cannot do that
0: i'd say and i'd say a lot of kiwis know that and go oh oh, oh that's the fern oh, yeah that's no, right can't go there right so often I they
2: think... do it and it's backwards or something so it sort of stands <laughs> out bit, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah but no we, it's really important and you know reputation is built slowly but destroyed quickly Yes. Um, so you've really got to be protective of your, your brand, you know, any company will know this, anyone who looked after a brand and it's just mm-hmm. as important at a nation level.
1: Yeah. So what are you seeing as trending in New Zealand right now that New Zealand can help Japan or some other countries in the world with?
2: Ah, oh, I mean, our, coming through? I mean, it's, not, it's not new, but the movements at the moment are what we're doing in the food sector, high value, high quality proteins and, and other foods. We've, New Zealand Trade and Enterprise and New Zealand Story have been working over the last 18 months or so on a campaign called Made with Care, Mm -hmm. um, which is showcasing really high value food and beverage, actually, and that has been really successful. That's kind of a consumer campaign, like we're going out to consumers and going, when you buy you know, a New Zealand product, it's made with care. It's made with specialist resources. It's artisan. It's high-quality ingredients. Um, again, stuff that often in New Zealand we take for granted because we don't realize the rest of the world can't always trust their food. You know, it's So trying to teach New Zealanders that you should talk about it being food security and safety being a thing, and they go, really? He goes, yeah, because in a lot of the world, they can't trust what they're eating. Um, so over the last yeah. 18 months, as I mentioned, that campaign has been really successfully rolling out Into about ten markets around the world, including Japan, so that's been great. Um, I think the other big one here is the research or the sort of the massive growth in the technology sector. So you know, we talked, you know, Rocket Labs, a great example of a tech company, but there are hundreds and hundreds and thousands, actually, of tech companies, and that's the fastest growing sector of the New Zealand economy: gaming and you know, software as a service and Mm, um, security systems or whatever it might be. So we've got a really good story to tell, and COVID is actually in two ways sort of really accelerated that sector it's lowered the the kind of barrier to entry it used to be that if you were a tech company anywhere in the world you pretty much needed to get up to silicon valley on a regular basis that's no longer true at all you know Mm -hmm. not for investment not for market visits or anything so we as new zealand now have access to all of the you know silicon valley type investors but without having to travel anymore so that's really sped up the kind of the the life cycle of businesses and then talent's the other one Mm. when i you know new zealand's a very desirable place to live and you know getting people to want to live here is not the problem getting people to come and live here is and and enough of them that's a challenge for us um so we're actually really spoilt at the moment in terms of um you know our, our brand and our kind of proposition is really strong we need to now you know get the people through so yeah so those are two big things i'd pick food and beverage and technology is kind of the the big things that we have growing
1: are you seeing seeing like companies avoiding japan
2: because it's too
1: hard or or for whatever reason are you seeing Uh,
2: a little bit um, well japan's covid settings have been you know strict and we know that and our flight routes in and out have been very disruptive and remain disruptive so that hasn't helped The air capacity in and out of most countries is just weird at the moment, but New Mm -hmm. Zealand it's coming back pretty quickly now for for the rest of the countries that New Zealand markets do. I'm not sure avoiding Japan. I think they probably are prioritizing high growth markets. You know, for the last whatever it's been ten years, China's been the big game in Asia. You know, like it's everyone's been up there. And the last probably a year or two, you know, with the global political situation, probably people are looking to diversify again japan is probably a great market to look at so i do think yeah it's it's nuanced yeah i think that yeah, you know we're trying to educate more people about you know markets like japan as, as alternative options for you know for trade
1: prioritize <laughs> let's use prioritize. the word prioritize yeah yeah
2: yeah 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 exactly
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah let's see i would love to see more companies prioritizing japan yeah uh, as somewhere in asia to to get a really good foothold in Anything else you wanted to? You're scratching your head there, or your your head, there, Catherine. Anything you wanted no, to? No, I'm just
0: wondering there? if there's anything else that we you may have thought we were going to ask you, or you thought they haven't asked me this. But I'd love you to. Is there anything we've missed here that you wanted to talk about? Because it's the the floor is yours. Why?
2: Wow.
1: Or anything you want to ask us? Yeah,
2: I you would love like to road? ask. Yeah, can I ask? Yeah, yeah can I'd like ask, to ask you can ask us
1: something. I mean, yeah. we
2: know <laughs> what our sort of research companies tell us about the situation in Japan and and how. Japan thinks of New Zealand. And Catherine, you made that comment about koalas, you know, like thinking that koalas are from New Zealand. But have you seen a change in the period that you've been there in terms of what people firstly know about New Zealand and then secondly, what they like or what they, you know, what's their preference?
0: I think if they've had a direct contact with New Zealand, they've either come to New Zealand or they've had a homestay here or they've had a business dealing with a New Zealand company, they know a lot more about New Zealand than if they don't. Yeah. Otherwise, it's really what they see, maybe in a textbook, or they see on the shelves in uh, supermarkets, right? If it's a if it's if it's zespri, they know that. If there's yeah. New Zealand lemons, they'll see, oh, it's New Zealand lemons, oh, okay, or cherries or whatever it might be coming okay. through. Okay. So if they see a brand with the name of it on there and on the labeling, it shows which country it's come from, they'll see that and know that that's what we're good good at and good for. I think it's that next level about as you're just saying the tech. Uh, There's a lot of companies here that are doing tech inside FPOS terminals. Uh, That's a New Zealand company doing it into, you know, McDonald's or into Eon supermarkets and Eon, you know, movie theatres, but that's not well known. So, you know, how you tell those stories without giving Mm. away the confidentiality. So to your question, if they've had a direct contact with New Zealand, they're more open to knowing more about it. But on their very first one, they may well be limited to a, you know, New Zealand does produce New Zealand does it very very well but what else yeah. is there? they'd be surprised perhaps to hear about some of the other stuff so i really think each new zealander in this country has an obligation to have their handbook of the five top things that new zealand is doing such as rocket you know rocket science that'd be cool work. we need you could be to be my have, pilot
2: country How's Yeah that? we will what be, what be the pilot country We'll we need, give you your little, you know, um, behind the scenes secret guidebook to New Zealand that you can whip out when the taxi driver sees something and go, Well, actually, actually did you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. We've got
0: to, we literally are all ambassadors for New Zealand here yeah. and we need to have all those facts and figures on the tip of our tongue so we can dispel yeah. that. He'll go back yeah. to the cafeteria, he'll have his cup of tea and he will say, Did you know? I heard that. I just, it. Found, out, I just but, found out. And they will yeah. do that because they talk about that kind of stuff. So that's what I'd say first up.
2: Love
1: it. We're Jane, anything from you? I would love to contribute, but right now I'm being bombarded by the vans for the election going around. Can you hear the the shoutings?
2: Oh, yeah, a little bit.
1: <laughs> so we're having an election this weekend here in Japan, oh, and one way like, that election. they like to... Um, promote themselves as candidates is to go around the neighbourhood with their loudspeakers saying,
2: vote for so-and-so, <laughs> vote for so-and-so.
1: It's the most archaic system of...
2: We used to do 30s. that in the 70s, didn't we? In New Zealand. Yeah, so and it's weeks. not yeah, needed
1: we... anymore, but there right. is an elderly population who are obviously not online, so they're, and they're all, you know, very, very yeah, voters. Yeah, New Zealand and a leader in doing
0: elections, but, you know, after, and this is what they're saying, actually, David, which might be useful for you, is that after this election has finished, Japan will start to move a little bit more on borders and things like that because yeah they just kept it nice and calm don't do anything don't disturb the I'm water during don't the election anyone. and then after yeah. that which we know is going to be the same government a few changes in the the ministers there hopefully a few more women in the uh cabinet this time yeah uh, and then it just will carry on but things will start to shift a little bit and we know that japan being japan they will have already done their preparation on that they're just holding it and waiting for the 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 you know green light close and then they'll open up
2: wow well that's good because you know i mean renormalizing relations and hopefully getting more japanese people down to new zealand business people but tourists and others as well would be a great start uh, to you know build those two-way trade Mm -hmm. agreements again if we anything we can do to help dispel the myths or you know create a better understanding of what we do as a country I do love the idea of creating a little book that goes out to all the expats. Yes. These, here's some facts and figures and some new new things you might not have known, because since you've left New Zealand, there'll be all this new thing in the tech sector, right. for example, that might be very different. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. I haven't made it back for three years now, obviously, for wow. various reasons. So, yeah. yeah, I would love to get back and see what New Zealand is like today after three years of not being able
2: to get back. yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, David, I, I, will, prom- I will welcome you if you, if you, if you yeah, get me there out there for your the cherry airport. blossom festivals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, David, any promotions or activities, webinars, things that you've got coming up at New Zealand Story Group you'd like to let us know about that we can promote for you here?
2: Thank you. Yeah, we do webinary stuff quite regularly, which is great. The next one we'll have is in, um, on July the 27th, and that is a webinar about Australia. It's a, It's a very deep dive into that country that market and their perceptions of New Zealand and we um, you know we'll do, we've got a webinar to sort of take people through that and then we'll release that on our website we also are doing a global you know I mentioned earlier 10 international markets including Japan we've been doing that every year for the last two or three years because it's it's you know things have changed so fast and we'll do another one of those at the, um, I think the field works happening you know nowish um, in terms of we're out asking people what they think and that will wrap that up into another big got a release probably about the end of august sometime august september great yeah so those are the the research work we're also um we've just published or about to publish our some new video content and a whole lot of new graphics and and imagery of contemporary new zealand goes back to that point about trying to show more than just mountains and beautiful lakes we've got you know lots more sorts of cities and you know dynamic you know interesting urban environments and things like that. So go back and have a look at that sort of stuff right well. great yeah i
0: also saw uh i came across my path nzt are doing a webinar next week how global shoppers view new zealand f and b and their attitude yeah
2: that's so out of the I'm affair, actually locked
0: into that like, yeah, sustainability so i'm i've got that one to go to next week well that's fantastic yeah. anything else nice. to close out there david
2: oh uh, it's so nice to talk to our expat colleagues around the world and um I mean, you, you made the point, you said it yourselves, that you are ambassadors for the country and we appreciate it. You know, you know, it has to, but we love it that you do want to. I guess the thing I'd say, go back to what comment I made earlier, is let's not perpetuate some of the myths that don't serve us. You know, we're not a small country mm. at the bottom of the world. We're a dynamic first world country with a, with a large landscape and, and a really interesting, you know, diverse set of industries here. Yeah, so let's get that story out there.
1: That's an awesome thing to remember when you hear that yeah just yes. say, oh, actually
0: We're did
2: you know? Small. yeah did you yeah, know good reminder
0: exactly. yeah thanks yeah. so Excellent. much for coming on the show today thank david you very it was much. great to speak
2: with you thank you for having me really nice to be a jet am i a jandal now does that make me a jandal? Yes, you
1: can call you yourself a jandal but oh just not in japan yeah
2: <laughs> oh why because i don't know what it is it's a it's a nori or something you're not living in
0: japan but you have your extension there but you are definitely a jandal
2: i'm a lost jandal cool love it Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good day.
1: Wow. What an awesome jandle we have there. in David, great to is have him he? on the show. Yeah, wow. yeah he's great. New Zealand Story. I was a little confused, and I think you were too. What exactly is New Zealand Story? How does it work? Don't we have NZTE and New Zealand Tourism? And but Education he, New
0: Zealand. Yeah, and-
1: yeah. We have all these things. That, how does New Zealand Story fit into this? But, yeah, it's the joint venture. Between all of them. That serves all of them. And I think that's very clever, actually, to have that. Surely it, people, there was a lot of sort of budgets being wasted. We're marketing this over here and you're telling a different thing over here. Yes, what a great idea. on par as a base sort of and then do your thing on top of that kind of and thing. And I now. hadn't
0: realized it was sort of 10 years ago. But then if you think 10 years ago, you know, we had all various things happening in Japan at that time. It actually isn't that long ago. Um, and then it's probably mm-hmm. getting a lot of traction right now that they are really coordinating quite well. And perhaps events like expos or Rugby World Cups and things like mm-hmm. that have brought those more cohesively together now.
1: Mm. And New Zealand is very much showing it's open for business now that COVID is sort of tapering off uh, mostly. And that was Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern's message, wasn't it, when she came sure to was. Japan recently? New Zealand is open for business and... And and yeah, we have Wi-Fi down there in New Zealand. By the way, that was that was a bit of a shock. But
0: that is shocking. Mm. And grass skirts, goodness me! Yeah,
1: you. <laughs> the power does not go off at nine o'clock when the sun goes yeah. down. Oh my
0: goodness! But there you go. I mean, if this mm. is what they're hearing in their activations yeah. of the market research, then this is what we need to be aware of. And mm. I really think uh, the idea that we shared about having all those facts and figures on our person as kiwis in japan we should really have those handy to say no actually you know we are doing this and Mm. we're doing that and i think that's part of what we're doing here on the podcast is to share these this information as well jane
1: yeah also like updating yourself if you've been uh, overseas for a wee while like we have refreshing yourself on what is actually happening in new zealand now tech what like all of these things that you might not have heard about yes we do wine and and beautiful scenery and sheep, and all of that, but there's lots of other new things coming through. It's good to know about and to help dispel those myths when you hear them. Like don't don't let that go by without, you know, just sort of mentioning, well, actually, did you know that also we are the same size as Japan and? Hmm. Doing these things. Hmm. Exactly.
0: So we do need that information. Hopefully that will come through. I thought, you know, if we're thinking about takeaways from that, I really like that David was quite frank and open about the, you know, how Japan has gone a little bit backwards in terms of its impressions of New Zealand. And that just shows you, New Zealanders, Jandals listening, you've got to get your, you know, pull those socks up. Do not rest on your laurels. Uh, what did he say? Naivety, Jane. There was that naivety comment, which. That
1: word, naivety, yes.
0: Yeah. And clumsy. Yeah. Mm,
1: naivety so that, and clumsy. Yeah. And that
0: sort of, to me, is like, oh, that sort of hit. And I thought, well, maybe we are. It's good to be friendly as a Kiwi and it's good to show that. But the expression has to be really well calibrated so that we're not just being fun, loving, going to have drinks like we would at a rugby match. This is sort of business and finesse. Bring your finesse, bring your sophistication. Calibrate that friendliness really, really well and bring that with it. Dress up for the meeting. Don't wear your jandals. You know, do things like that to make yourself a Bit more of a proper Kiwi and not so naive. I think that was an excellent takeaway from today.
1: Yes, yes. That that word was just like, ouch, but yeah, potentially I can see how that could be seen in Japan after yeah, some of my experiences here of being too casual without realizing I was being too casual until later someone pointed it out to me. Yes. And then like, Oh, okay. Yeah, being aware of that when you are doing your daily life here in, in in japan yeah,
0: yeah that's mm. right and the other thing would be obviously they've got a whole pool reservoir of information and graphics and facts and figures and videos and things sitting there that we can use yeah don't it's don't all available to-, to
2: you
1: it's we- all paid for by <laughs> the new zealand government so get in there and see what's available for you to use and Yeah, cut some of those marketing costs that we have. Yeah, if you want to use use the New Zealand brand, there are materials that are available for you to use. And be aware that the phone mark is not yours to use unless you have Got your registration done. Find yeah. out how you can do that, mm.
0: and find out. And I think that sounds like it's you know really a massive thing that's going very very well. Five hundred companies have that fern mark. Whoa, mm. Mm. who doesn't in this group? <laughs> Who's listening and hasn't got it? Let's get that done. Government government backed and licensed. I mean that just shows you it backs up that point about transparency and mm. being the easiest country to do business with. Mm. Well, if you are, why are you not showing it with a brand that's recognised? fantastic i loved that
1: it could be a service too right and so that explanation of how your services a new zealand company could be tech could be yeah like (laughs) anything let's Um, do it could it could also be firm marked so don't count yourself out if you are a service and not a product uh, Mm. that has a label that you can stick it on yes
0: well those were my takeaways and i think you know they've got a few things coming up uh david mentioned some webinars we Mm. we heard also from him offline that he's doing a they're doing something else interesting in the uh audio space so we Mm. look forward to promoting that a bit later on Um, they're doing lots of things let's just keep in touch with them and and new zealanders in japan just keep looking at what's going on there and not leaving yourself behind from New Zealand. Keep up with the play. We are meant to be knowing these kinds of things. I'm going to go away and put four facts into a book right now uh, and make sure Mm. that I've got those ready and handy.
1: Yeah, it'd be good to share some of these facts that we find out. Maybe we'll put them up on our newsletter or put them in our social media. So make sure you subscribe so that you can get them to, you don't have to go looking for them. We will get them for you and deliver them to your inbox.
0: We will. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. See you next Cheers. time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out our guests' links in the show notes.
1: This podcast is brought to you today by Catherine O'Connell Law and Pod Launch with Jane. If you have a great story you think should be on the show, come and find us on LinkedIn or Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time.
0: Matane.